running gold thing. San Diego Padres, I'm running gold thing. I'm running gold thing. It's never the same. Dominic and James Paz games always the same. This ain't your grandpappy's team. They changing the game. Seventh inning start the rally. They changing the game. Fernando, Tatis, going yard, hitting seats. Maya's in Machado, snatching victory from defeat. Hosman says we're nasty, now the world about to see. They call it Slam Diego, now the world about to see. Please don't think we them same old paws, paws. Trading players and lacking stars. Please don't think we them same old paws, paws. Trading players and lacking a brown and gold thing. 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 San Diego Padres. Greetings and welcome to these Village Times podcasts. I'm your host, James Clark, and Mr. Dominic Stern is here with me. We are here to console you about the San Diego Padres. Right, Dominic? Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> they're not playing well right now, and Padres fans got a glimmer of hope Saturday night, but as the game is progressing here on Sunday, it's not looking too good. And yeah. that would have been a huge win had the Padres built on it with the win on Sunday and winning the series over the struggling Phillies. But unfortunately they didn't. And they were frankly one out away from potentially being swept uh, unless if something changes in the next hour or so with the Padres trailing the Phillies again. How, how close was Jankowski from catching that ball off Corningworth? I mean, that, that, then the more replays I see, the, it, I mean, it looked inches away. Yeah. The, uh, the way it looked on my phone was that he didn't quite get there. And then it went a little bit further into the stands. But yeah. if Travis Jankowski, a former Padre, robbed a game tying home run at Petco Park, I think that would check off a new box in terms of former Padres coming back to haunt the franchise. Cause obviously the true fans know how many times former Padres come back to Petco park or just whenever the Padres are visiting, they just haunt the Padres. Like it's unreal. And this would have been a new thing, I think, but thank God he didn't. And, uh, uh, came up clutch to say the least but it doesn't look like it might matter. And the Potters will be like fully out of a playoff spot for the first time since April. Yeah. Uh, I think Potters Twitter would have exploded if Jankowski made that game ending catch. The Potters are playing horribly right now. I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm still positive about the team. I still by no means think the season is over. Uh, I still am very positive about the future of this franchise. I, I really don't understand this fan base at times. I, I mean, I, I, I love the passion and I, I understand it, but you can't ride every pitch. You can't ride every out. You can't ride every game at this point or else you're just going to drive yourself crazy. I mean, it's just, it's way too early. I understand that they had a 99% chance of winning or, or going to the playoffs. And that's gone down to what, what's the current odds on that? Dominic, do you even know what, I could pull it up on baseball reference right now. And I mean, the odds are going to be much different following the loss today. Yeah. It was in the thirties, forties. I mean, but it it is what it is. And this, the the team has had numerous issues. We can talk about injuries off the top of our head. Right. I mean, Tatis is not playing his 
normal position. The shoulder is still an issue. The pitching has been just decimated by injuries. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, they're, they're still mathematically, until this game's over, they're still mathematically eligible for the playoffs. So I'm not going to complain too much about it. And you have to understand that I'm 45 years old and I've experienced a lot in the history of this franchise. I've seen their best players just been sold off to the highest bidder ever since I can remember. I mean, I remember asking my dad about Dave Winfield when I was in earnest memories. Like, why isn't he on a Padres team? He started with the Padres. Why is he playing on the Yankees? This is a different time. This, this the They're trying to win, but in attempting to win, there is no guarantee. Ask the Yankees for the last 20 years. Ask the, the fools up north of the five freeway that, that won a championship finally last year after 30 something years. It's not a guarantee. The, the happiness and content I get from this franchise is the fact that they're trying to win. I can wear my Padre gear out. I can wear it around town and be proud. They have Tatis. They have Manny Machado. They have you Darvish. They have Cronin. They have stars on the team that there never has been before. So all you young Padre fans that are really angry about the fact they're not winning need to understand how baseball works. And it's not a guarantee the the, the fact that they're competing and have a chance to win is 99% of the, of the happiness. So just be content in that and, and root for them. And hopefully they're able to get the job done when the, when the, when the time matters, but there is absolutely no guarantee. There's one winner every year and that's it. And there's, a handful of really, really good teams. Right. And, and only 10, only 10 out of 30 teams make the playoffs. But I mean, I think that just about every single Potters fan went into the season expecting to compete for a world series. And right now they're just not going to be able to do that. Baseball reference, give the Potters a 27.7% chance to make the postseason entering today. And I mean, that has to have gone down following today they're now down 5-1 as a double Herrera just hit a home run so uh this team has gone two and eight in their last 10 games about to go one and nine or whatever they're very capable of going 10 and oh they're very capable of going nine and two and they're very capable of switching these odds they're capable of sweeping the Dodgers who are coming into so just like relax as bad as they're playing now baseball is about the law of averages a 300 hitter hits 200 the first month of the season, you know, they're going to catch fire. That's how it works. The Padres were playing over their head. They're coming back down to to ground right now. Injuries have been a big issue with that. And I expect for them as health to continue. I mean, they're going to get better. They they should get better. I understand the schedule is tougher, but they should get better. Paddock's coming back. I I don't know what to tell you. I I don't know what to tell you. Padre fans It's, 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 I'm still very proud of this team. I'm still very happy. I understand that they're not successful that everyone's dreams were shattered, but it's, it's the reality of the game. Baseball is tough. You strike out constantly. You, you make errors out on the field. It's a, it's a game of, of failures. They're failing right now. That's part of the game. Just suck it up and deal with it. I mean, it's a game most of all. And that's why I just, I kind of get, worked up and, and, and fans that, that take it too serious, if you will. I, I don't know. I used to be that way, but I lost my son. And if you lose a loved one, then you lose everything. 
nothing means anything. So watching the Padres win or lose, of course I want them to win, but I'm not going to get overly angry about it. I, I, I don't know, Dominic. He, again, I went on a rant again. Uh, last week I tweeted something out and got some horrible responses from some, from some of you people. And it was just kind of me just clearing my head and tweeting something that I was probably going to erase because I usually get one or two likes on something like that in, in a day or two. And, and But I, I don't know. The, the fan base just frustrates me. That's just me speaking off the cuff. Right. And I think the big part of it was that you're right. I mean, baseball, you do go through a lot of stretches where you're going to lose games, but you also go through stretches where you're going to win games. And it felt like the Potters had a brutal schedule early on. And then they had a 13-game stretch that really turned into a 16-game stretch with the way the Phillies are playing. Well, they were playing teams that weren't playing well, and the Padres simply just didn't win there. And those, but that was the opportunity to like build a cushion to put ourselves in a, com- a comfortable situation to make the playoffs. And it hasn't happened, and unfortunately, Padres fans aren't taking it too well because I think over the last year or so, we've kind of gotten used to winning, which is something you should never do. Uh, especially considering what we have like experienced with the large majority of our fandom with this team. And they unfortunately aren't taking it out, out very well. But I still, the game and the team is 11 games above 500 presently. I mean, that's a successful team. I mean, it's not a world series contender, but being, the injuries that they've had being the, the deficiencies that have come up, it, that's still a success. I, I, I don't, I guess I'm just always the optimist. I'm always looking at the overall reality of things. I don't like to get too high. I don't like to get too low because in, in playing the game and in, in watching the game and, and being a fan, those things drive you nuts. And I, I just, it, Padres, they're losing five, one right now in, in a, in a key game. And, and I'm I'm not angry. I'm kind of just laughing about it. It's just like, well, you know what? Who is someone going to step up? What what's going to happen? This in the past, this team has stepped up in situations like that. They're just not doing it now. So let's talk about chemistry. Was this team damaged chemistry wise when talks of Eric Hosmer being traded crept up? I mean, the, if you look at it, around that time is when they really started to bottom out. And we talk about Hosmer being a clubhouse leader or whatever, and he's the fans seem to always kind of have his back. That turned completely. We heard rumors of him being shopped around, verified rumors, as a matter of fact. He went off on Jeff Sanders of the Union Tribune for asking a basic question about those rumors, and the team's kind of bottomed out about that. So is that necessarily have something to do with it? Is, is the chemistry kind of damaged now? What's your take on that? Yeah, the da- the chemistry was 100% damaged. I, you look at the team and they're having a lot less fun. And I mean, I do think part of that comes with just losing, but uh, you can kind of sense it and it hasn't gone well for the offense. It's been mostly pitching problems of late, but the offense hasn't been good either. I don't think there's any way around that. And they've given the pitching staff very little room for error. And then when you look at it also surrounding around the trade deadline, Chris Paddock gets hurt throwing a bullpen like a couple hours after yeah. the trade yeah. deadline passes. And you're like, what, 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 what do we have to do? Like that, that was so unlucky. And then you Darvish gets hurt a couple days later. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. But 
I, I to answer your question, I 100% think the chemistry was uh was torn apart in this clubhouse. You've seen some other guys just totally slump. Like Fam's not hitting the ball very well. Machado over the last week or so has definitely declined hitting wise. Uh, I mean, Tatis has been fairly solid. Uh, Adam Frazier has not been good at all since joining the Padres, which has been pretty disappointing because you could have used two Capito Marcano to go out and acquire some pitching, but uh, the Padres, they're not in a good spot right now. And now they're down seven to one as JT Rumuta just hit a two run home run. Oh man. It's just, it, when it rains, it pours on this team. You know, I, I think that AJ Preller is probably going to get a lot of, uh, criticism for the way he handled the trade deadline, but you spoke about the paddock injury and the Darvish injury that happened right afterwards. It, it's tough to foresee those things. Yes. The Padres did need pitching at the time. They had nothing really in the minor leagues that they could count on. Uh, we're still waiting on Mackenzie Gore. We'll, we'll probably talk about him in a little bit. Um, but uh, it, it's just, it's frustrating you heard rumors of Joey Gallo. You heard rumors of Nelson Cruz. You heard, but nothing was done offensively other than adding Adam Frazier, which is kind of a role player type. I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's. I think AJ Preller is definitely going to get some criticism if this team fails to make the playoffs this year. I would expect some huge changes in the roster. Uh, we can speculate on that. I I. I He's not one to be shy. I just, I'm, I'm a little weary of the fact that he seems to be trading these players like fantasy, fantasy players. And that's got to kind of put a little bit of scare in the locker room. There's a little bit of uncertainty in these guys that they're just, I I don't know. I'm just trying to spitball here. Give me your thoughts, Dominic Uh, Preller and his future. What moves can we see if this team doesn't make the playoffs? What are your thoughts? Well, so the Potters missed the playoffs. I mean, at this point, I'd be shocked if Eric Hosmer remains a Padre. Just because at that point, there's going to be rumors throughout the offseason about him being traded and whatnot. And there's going to be talks about how Prowler's going. His 10 to 5 go after this coming year too, right? So now is the time where they're going to have to. Right. They either have to keep him or they have to trade him. And I don't see a way that keeping Eric Cosmer is beneficial to the club. And that's not, that's not even like me, including whatever Eric Cosmer is as a player. It would just be so awkward being there knowing that, Hey, they've wanted to trade me for so long. And the fact that they haven't traded me feels weird. Like, am am I like really this unvaluable to these opposing teams? Like, I think there's a lot of questions that uh, would be in the clubhouse that aren't, questions that you want in there surrounding Eric Cosmer. And like you mentioned, no matter what people think about Eric Cosmer outside of the organization, the players and the coaches, they all like him. And that's someone that they don't want to see being traded. Cause at the end of the day, yes, they are players. Yes. They play for our favorite team. They're all humans. Like they're humans and they enjoy each other's company and they spend hours upon hours together grinding for the same goal. And that's how they've, built these bonds and for Eric Cosmer's name to be thrown around in trade talks, it it didn't sit well with a lot of them. And it's very easy to tell. And it's unfortunate that uh, with that happening, he ended up not getting traded. 
Yeah, it, you have to wonder how that affected the team because that, that that is someone who's this a leader on the team. There's no other way to say it. He's a leader on the team, no matter what he does with the bat, no matter what he does with the glove. That's a person of that leads this team. That's a person who makes decisions for the players. That's a person who the younger players go and, and gather and get information from. I, I don't know. Like I say, I wonder how the players really feel about being treated like fantasy baseball players. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, 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 this is their lives. These guys got to get up and move and move cities and move their families. The, the dynamics of that people don't really put into effect that that affects a player. You're expected to go out there and be yourself and and put up the same thing you always do or, or do the same thing you always do. But things like that affect you as a person, as a player, as a human being, that's the human element of the game that can't be, gathered on a stat sheet so no matter what this team is built to win for the long run i i, I wrote that and people got on me for that i don't understand they, they they you think that they're built to win now and that's it like fernando tatis jr is not 30 years old manny machado is not a 40 year old third baseman in the last he's year not even time. 30 i i that's what i'm saying they're, they're, it's, it's this team has cornerstones they have a future they have a nucleus of players to build around if they don't succeed this year aj preller will reload next year we'll we'll wonder about chemistry but if you gather the right amount of players that like each other and play well and, and you can win that's what i'm excited about that's why this team yes is built for a long run i understand their pitching is old i understand that they have pitching issues but that's not to say they can't acquire some. That's not to say someone can't step up. Just relax, Padre fans. <laughs> we're, we're in for five, six years at least of playoff contention baseball. And that's in itself is absolutely wonderful for me because I went through years of just wondering if this team will be 500, if, if they'll even have an all-star on the team. And it's, it, I just, that's why I shake my head at, at, at the, the current state of this team, I, I yes, I expect them to succeed. Yes, I expect them to win a World Series, but I'm happy with the fact that they're competing. I, I, I mean, the fire sales were, were horrible. I mean, they traded Gary Sheffield at 23 in the, in the prime of his career, coming off a triple crown type year. I understand Trevor Hoffman was the return, but I mean, this is Gary, um, Roberto Alomar. I mean, I lived through these as a kid. So just chill out. Um, let's talk about prospects because people also have this misnomer that the San Diego Padres don't have a deep farm system, which is another thing that is wrong. Uh, Ethan Elliott, Eribiel Angeles are two players that have come out of nowhere that weren't even top 30 prospects that have both established themselves within the system there are more players that are doing that the dsl team is like 15 and 6 or 15 and 5 this year we're talking about 16 17 18 year old kids that are going to establish themselves in the coming years this team is deep still so chill out on the on the fact that this team just because they don't have the household names that everyone knows of doesn't mean that they aren't deep other teams understand the depth of this of the padres i mean there are players in there Augustine Ruiz just got promoted to double A. That's someone who no one ever talks about, but is 
really a phenomenal young talented power hitting outfielder so just do some research uh, find out what's what's going on before you talk about the depth on this Padre farm system there, there's still some some awesome players give, give give me give me some names off the top of your head Dominic I know we do these daily farm reports so Dominic has the pleasure of of uh, reading the box scores and that's when you really find out who's stepping up Right. Yeah. I was going to mention, like, if you want, like to see who's doing well, you want to read the East Village Times Potters down on the farm reports that we produce every day. So that is the best way. Uh, a guy who's really caught my eye and we've talked about this in our East Village Times group chats all the time. And he's in the Dominican summer league for the team that you mentioned is doing really well. It's Victor Acosta. I'm shocked that when MLB pipeline updated their rankings, that he was at 14th. I was shocked. I, I thought he'd be way higher. He's hit 313 so far in 83 at-bats with a 449 slug or 449 OBP, which is super impressive. I mean, he's walking at a 13% rate while also getting base hits 31% of the time with a 482 slug. He's got two home runs. How old is the kid? Mention his age. Victor Acosta is 17 years old. He was born in 2004. He was born three years after me. And you always talk about how young I am. You started to feel older, Mr. Stern? <laughs> well, yeah. So I, since the last time I think we recorded, I uh, I went to the uh, the All-Star game, the Futures game. And it was the first professional baseball game I'd been to where I was older than some of the players playing. And it, it was shocking. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and I'm like, well, every time I go to a major league ballpark for the rest of my life, pretty much it's yeah. going to be that way. It only gets worse, my friend. Trust me. It only gets oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sooner it'll be the coaches. Oh, that's what's sad, dude. I, I see coaches that I'm like, wow, I remember him as a kid playing. <laughs> you probably, you guys probably look at him and like, who the hell is this guy? I never even heard of him. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's what I love about this game is that it's just, it's circular like that. The, the players come back around, the coaches come back around. Uh, it's, it's fun. Um, it's not fun for Padre fans right now. We're, we're not having fun. Padre fans are pulling out their hair, are just going at it on each other on Twitter, just fighting left and right. It's, 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 uh, it's, um, it's definitely an interesting time for the San Diego Padres. Uh, Dominic, what, what else can we say about this team? I mean, like I say, I understand that they still have a, a ridiculous amount of games. Well, they have 19 games against the Giants and Dodgers and, and a couple of games against – I mean, they, they have a tough schedule ahead of them. But this team has the tendency to, to kind of rally around things like that. So I'm that's why I'm still kind of staying positive. I'm still kind of seeing how this play evolves, how this, this, this game of baseball, this show that we're watching evolves, because that's really what it is. It's a drama, and we're at a low point in this drama right now. But I kind of enjoy it. Like I say, I love watching the highs and lows and seeing how people respond, seeing which players step up in times like this because and which players go all out, which players put their best foot forward or which ones have already made their plans for the winter. And to me, that's when evaluation comes. That's when you look at these players and and you determine who you really want uh, on the battlefield with you. Uh, Padres are not looking like they're going to win this game against the Phillies, Dominic. It's going to be a, a tough Sunday night. Uh, Dodgers are coming to town. Uh, what are you expecting to see from that Dodger series? I, I, Petco Park is just going to be a madhouse. Well, I would, like if you were going to ask me what the series was going to be two weeks ago, 
when the Potters were coming off four straight wins and we're only like three games behind them, I'm like, oh, it's going to be awesome there. You know, it's during the week, which I think helps Potters fans because less Dodger fans can travel down from Los Angeles because it's the weekend. I, I think it's the last time the Dodgers came to town, it was a majority of Potter fans, which has never really happened, at least in my at least in my lifetime at Petco Park. Now it wasn't a huge majority, but there's definitely more brown than blue. And that that that's something that may or may not be the case considering the way that these two teams are trending. The Dodgers have won nine straight games. And they're and they're currently losing to the Mets, but it's only by one run. So if they somehow come back to win that game, that's 10 straight. And the Padres over the last two weeks have been pretty bad. So I'm looking for the Padres to say, all right, you know, hey, it, the time is now because Jason Tingley goes in these press conferences and he's like, well, you know, we believe in ourselves, which is fine. Like a lot of Potter fans, like get mad at him for what he says in his post-game <laughs> press conferences. And I'm like, okay, like you clearly have nothing better to do than to get mad at what he says in his post-game well, press conference. They're going to say those cliches. That's, that's what they're trained to do. I mean, that's right. And I think that the team needs to realize, all right, you know, we just failed to capitalize on some opportunities against some bad teams. And then the Phillies who, we're playing horribly. They got swept by the Diamondbacks. At least the Potters avoided getting swept by the Diamondbacks. I mean, they did get swept by the Rockies, but the Rockies at home are just as good as any other team in baseball. So you look at it and the Potters have to say, all right, for some reason, we have been better against these good teams this year. And we need to continue that if we want to have any chance of making the playoffs this year. And that's not something that most teams do. But if the Padres somehow find a way to sneak into the playoffs, it's going to be because over this next stretch of 40-some-odd games, they've played well, and they've played well against winning teams, which they've done all year. And if they do that, then all of a sudden you're going to be playing, guess what, good teams in the playoffs. So they're going to have to tell themselves, all right, we need to bring our A game because we can't win with our B game against the Dodgers, against the Giants, against these other teams. We could maybe win with our B game against the Diamondbacks or the Rockies or the Marlins, but we have to bring our A game and if they do that, then they'll have a shot against those teams because we, we've seen throughout the year when the Potters are playing well, they're as good as any team in baseball, but they haven't played that way in a long time. No, they haven't. But again, it's it's a it's a game about waves and riding the waves and not getting too high, not 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 losing too many games, you know, taking the series two out of three, doing the little things like that. And they kind of got, gotten away from that. You see the intensity is low in this, this crucial game three of a three game set against the Phillies who are chasing them from behind that you expect to see the intensity from them. But then again, you look and Craig Stammen started the game. So Jace Ting was taking a lot of heat right now. Let's talk about him. Do you think that, that he deserves the heat for these losses. Do you? It's tough as a manager because obviously you do take a lot of the blame when things go wrong. But let's talk about Tingler. What are your thoughts on him? Is he a problem for this team moving forward? No, I mean you look at it. Jace Tingler. He brings in a team that had been under five hundred for the last nine years in the franchise, and he leads them to the playoffs. And he leads them for the majority of the season to having a winning record and being in a playoff spot. But and then they have, argue, couldn't you argue that he just kind of got the job when the team was on the up? So, I mean, Andy green had sure you a hundred percent could argue that. And yes, if you gave Andy green, the Potters pitching staff, they've had the last two years, I think they're definitely better. But at the same time, the Potters were winning 
And then all of a sudden they've had a two week bad stretch and everyone loses their mind on Tingler. Like I in the bad stretch has happened since Chris Paddock fell down and they're like, all right, well, we have to roll with the bullpen game now once a week. Then you Darvish goes down and then they're like, all right, now we got to do it two times a week. And the Potters had to resort to signing Jake Arrieta, who had been the worst starting pitcher in the National League this year and was released by a team that had just flat out sucked in the Chicago Cubs. Like the options for this Potters team were not good. Like the, the, the Potters route to winning was totally thrown out the window when Chris Paddock and you Darvish, who had been a good starting pitcher for the majority of the year, went out. So I, I don't think this is on Tingler at all. Has there certainly been some mistakes and some decisions where I'm like, Chase, what are you doing here? Like, this is not going to help us win the ball game. Absolutely. But I mean, I a hundred percent would not pin this season on Jace Tingler. That would be stupid in my eyes. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of stuff you could do at any time a team fails, you can put the blame on the manager. You so-and-so wasn't in the lineup. So-and-so wasn't pitching, blah, blah, blah. It's easy to second guess. Um, it, it's the dynamics involved. It's the, it's the, it's the handling of the team after the Hosmer rumors. It's it's the the coddling of the young player. I, those type of things I wonder about and, and what he's able to 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 do. I wonder why this team is just doesn't have that that swag that they had before. They just don't seem. You mentioned it earlier. They don't seem like they're having the fun that they had before. It seems almost like a job, but it seems almost like a chore to go out and play the game. This is the way the body language of past Padre teams have been. That they're just out there just kind of there and i wonder what happened because there's not any major changes within within this team there's no major additions there's no major subtractions uh, I, I wonder what went wrong I, I understand the pitching has been an issue i understand that the health of the pitchers has been an issue but what's going on with the chemistry why is it seem different why is the dynamics of the team seem different those things are are hard to put your finger on and and I really don't know. I, it just, something needs to change. And and I, I don't know if it's, they need to go on a, on a bowling night together and have some fun or, or what, but they just don't seem like they're pulling on that same proverbial rope. Uh, I don't know, Dominic, what, what was your sense in that? Uh, yeah, they're, they look lost. It's tough to watch, but they, they they're certainly capable of turning it around because I don't think you could go ask any baseball fan outside of Padres fans and Cincinnati Reds fans. Who do you think is a better team, the Cincinnati Reds or the San Diego Padres? And just about every single one of them is going to answer the San Diego Padres. And I think you and I would both agree. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Reds, they're playing good baseball right now. They're playing like a team that's confident and a team that believes in themselves. And the Padres aren't. And at the end of the day, all that matters is the wins and losses. It doesn't matter what the team looks like on paper. And the Reds, they just have that vibe amongst themselves that, hey, we're going to go out and win. They've won a lot of close games, despite just having just a horrible pitching staff. Like if the Padres miss the playoffs behind the Reds, considering their pitching staff and considering what the Padres pitching staff can be, I mean, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, it, it's 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 tough. It's really tough. I mean, things trickle down. I mean, you look at the additions of Hudson, you look at the addition of Frazier, uh, the addition of Marisnik for that matter. And, you know, we didn't podcast at the time. We didn't have the time to talk about losing Anderson Espinosa for Marisnik and stuff like that, that really just blow up now. When the team's competing for the playoffs, Marisnik's a great bit player, someone you need to have the team, a great addition. But as the team is, is losing their playoff uh, position and you traded a 
top prospect, if you will, uh, someone with a lot of upside and got uh, Jake Marisnik in back in return for, for that, then people question and wonder what's going on. So it's, it's been, it's been a horrible, uh, what, three weeks or so for AJ Preller and the Padres. Uh, a lot of things have gone bad uh, injuries, Paddock's injury within hours of, of the trade deadline, which just uh, kind of just, exemplified this season for this team but again it's not too late they're capable of 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 getting back into this i mean we're talking about the reds and the phillies teams that that they shouldn't fear that they they, i mean you know i i don't know it's it's just it's tough being a padre fan it is always rough in san diego if you are a sports fan in general Ah, Dominic, uh, anything else we should talk about? I still love what I see from the prospects down in the minors. I think uh, Jackson Merrill and James Wood need a little love from us uh, and kind of kind of re- revitalize this fan base about the future of this team. Yeah, Merrill hitting 310 and rookie ball on 58 at-bats since being drafted. So he's off to a good start there. And then James Wood, who MLB Pipeline has in front of, yeah, currently, oh, I mean, they were both. I mean, yeah. on, on, on like most draft boards, Wood was in front of Merrill, but the Padres liked what they saw in Merrill. So yeah. uh, then Wood is hitting 360 with a 448 OBP and a 480 slug. He only has one home run so far, which the, the power tool is what yeah. his, his best tool is. Yeah. You know, it, it's rookie ball. They're facing a bunch of guys around their age. And, kids, man. Oh. Oh, and they're studs. They're, they're killing it down there. So yeah. you'd like to see them continue to develop. And uh, Josh Mears has been so good yes. in Lake Elsinore this year. He's hitting 262, but once again, another guy, power, power, power. But the plate discipline, 262 yes. batting average, like I just mentioned, OBP James of 402. That's Love a it. 14% walk rate. That is elite with a 545 slugging percentage, That's 14 great. home runs, and 202 at bats. That's nearly a home run. He's 20 years old, people. I mean, this is a kid that's going to be a stud. I mean, you better recognize the the fact that this team has a lot of depth still. I mean, th- those two guys, Hassel, his teammates, only 20 years old, and like Elsinore, talking about on base percentage. I mean, they have some studs on this team on on this this farm system that just aren't getting any love at this point. They will eventually, and they will soon, but uh, it's. The and, that, and that's the way it should be, right? I mean, the Padres are a young team right now, uh, offensively. You don't need the double A AA and triple A full of top 10, top 15 prospects in all of baseball right now because there's no room for them. AJ Pro has done it the right way. The, the, the incoming talent is at 18 to 20, 21 years old that won't be here for another two or three years when the team will probably need to restock and 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 make some decisions. So it's it's a process, and although the talent is eighteen to twenty, and, and there's a lot of uncertainty there, they have multiple players that are that young that you know some of them are going to just jump out of nowhere. I mean, Arubio Angelus is, is just on fire in Lake Elsinore, right-handed in, infielder, right-handed hitting infielder, just barrels the ball up consistently, consistently, and it's kind of came out of nowhere. So, kudos to AJ Preller. Uh, Chris Kemp and and Sam Ganey, the minor league guys, they, they're really doing an awesome job getting the system to where it should be. Yeah, it's just about developing the guys because we're not seeing a ton of homegrown guys um, on this team succeeding. 
Well, obviously, Fernando Tatis Jr. is he, I mean, he's technically not homegrown, but uh, he's basically like the one exception to that at this moment. Well, I mean, Prowler's MO right now is is getting the prospects hyped up and, and packaging them out. I mean, look at what Cleveland got for Clevenger. I mean, they got five or six prospects. Well, and Quantrill has been so good of late. I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I know. I love I love Quantrill. <laughs> I, I was upset to see him go, but I mean, Clevenger was really good for the Padres, and then he got hurt. If if you could say one thing about Preller is the fact that he got rid of all he got rid of Quantrill, Lauer, Lucchese, all those guys that would have been useful now at the back end of the rotation. He got rid of them all at once, and it, it kind of put the system in shambles in, in the upper minor leagues as far as starting pitching. I mean, look at like Elsinore starting rotation. They got journeymen out there. They got players that have no, there's no way they're even going to make the major leagues as starting pitchers other than near who's been up and down. And, and in all honesty is, is a, is a fringe prospect. So it, it's tough. He had 40 man roster restrictions that had to be handled. And we, we Lauer's pitching well in Milwaukee at the back end of their bullpen. Lucchese was doing well before he had, uh, I think he had Tommy John surgery, right? He did have Tommy John surgery. Yes. So, I mean, it's, it's tough. You would have liked to have seen some of those three, four, five, number three, number four, number five type pitchers stay on the Padres, stay in, in control so that they could kind of utilize them in case of emergency, which happened. But, you know, it is what it is. The Padres had the uh, the idea that their pitching staff was going to be flawless this year, and uh, it's been, been far from that. Yeah, it's been a work in progress. So thankfully, Blake Snell's stepping up right now. Hopefully, Snell is able to establish himself. That's probably been one of the bright spots. Uh, Musgrove has been yeah. Solid. Joe Musgrove's been really good, but, except for his his one start in Arizona. But the Padres got no hit that day, so it didn't even matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> It's just you need depth at this point, and the Padres just don't have it. It's 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 tough going out there with these bullpen games and just riding your your bullpen and expecting them to succeed. And astonishingly enough, they have the, the Padres bullpen has not been a problem. I mean, you can pick and choose certain times where they've given up key hits and given up the game, but as a whole, they've been pretty productive as a pitching staff. So. It's just the innings. It's just timely hits. It's just, it's a matter. It's the injuries. It's just multiple issues with this team. Chemistry is something that I wonder about. Um, a lot of speculation about the Padres. We hopefully they can, uh, they can pick it up in these last, uh, these last 40 games or so. Dominic, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Mackenzie Gore? Yeah. Let's talk about Gore. Gore made a start uh, a couple days ago in uh in the acl uh reports were pretty positive uh initially they were talking about his leg kick but it really didn't look that different uh give me your thoughts on his mechanics uh the projects have been tinkering with it a little bit i really didn't see anything too drastic maybe a little more quieter uh on, on the upper half what, 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 was, what was your assessment of that yeah so the leg kick was a little lower which i think is big and Gore looked really good heading into 2020 spring training and he looked fine there. And it was like, all right, at some point this year, he's going to make an appearance in the major leagues, but then the pandemic happened and he wasn't getting the reps that he had been getting all of a sudden his delivery and consistency fell apart. And he hasn't been the same hyped up prospect he's been since, but at the end of the day, he still has that fastball. He still has that curveball, He still has a changeup. He still has a slider. 
Like he's going to be a good pitcher at some point. 22, and 22. yeah, people, there were so many Padres fans that gave up on him at the age of 22 yeah, when, when he got sent back to the Arizona facility to just get reps and to, and to heal his blisters. And everyone's like, Oh my God, like what is going on? It's like, guys, he's 22. He's 22 people. Jesus. Uh, and you know, I think a lot of it became, was because people expected him to come up last year and he didn't. And then he was in AAA earlier this year. Things. <laughs> right. No expectations. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the game. Don't expect things from certain players, certain that's just, you're setting yourself on failure. I mean, you could say he's 22, right? This kid's going to be good. We already know that Jim Callis is in love with him. Right. And then ideally I want to see him make one or two more starts at the Arizona complex league. And then put him back up in AAA and see if he if it translates to when he's not facing these 18-year-old guys uh, straight out of high school or straight out of college. And you let him get some more reps against higher-level competition. And then if possible, maybe like if the Padres need him in the final couple of weeks of the season, you could do that. If not, then that's fine. But Gore's still a big part of this rotation's future. And the people who totally lost faith on him were stupid yes it, you know it, it i understand a hype prospect loses a little bit of uh momentum and people sour on him that's that's natural that's that's understandable but you gotta sit back and look at the overall picture he's still 22 no arm issues at all blisters are minor things mechanics are minor things that 22 year olds have to work on mechanics are, are part of the game is he's 22 uh it you have to I've always said that the Padres intention with Gore was to call him up and, and he'll stay up forever. They don't want him riding the train back and forth, the plane, the bus, whatever they want him as a major leaguer ready to go and, and taking his lumps up there and leaving him up there and that's it. And they just didn't feel he was ready yet. Whether it was maturity, whether it was mechanics, whatever, I, I re, we really don't know. We can speculate all we want, but their job is to make that assessment the correct way in order to continue to further his development. If he came up at a young age and got absolutely rocked in his first couple of appearances, had to be sent back down, had to work on mechanics, always had the uncertainty of the beginning of his career like that, riding up and down, that, that's the type of stuff that's not the best for him. So... Mackenzie Gore is capable of, of, of shoot. He's capable of pitching in the Dodgers series coming up in the, in the next three game, three days, winning that game and, and riding this, this team and going seven and oh, or whatever the rest of the season, he is capable of that. That's capable of happening. Whether or not I expect that to happen is a different thing, but you have to understand that this kid is capable of that he's capable of doing what David Price did for the Tampa Bay Rays back in the day, came out of nowhere and just completely dominated. So, we need to just relax as a fan base. Yes. They need pitching. Yes. Him coming out of, out of the air, like Superman and saving the day for the Padres would be fantastic, but they're looking at the overall picture. And when that happens, it'll happen. I, I trust in the, in everyone's evaluation of him. We spoke about homegrown talent. This is going to be a homegrown potential star for this team. So we just have to wait and be patient. Mackenzie Gore has, has all the variables to succeed. So we'll just have to hope that, that it happens. Yeah. And you could have done them like what the Potters are doing with Ryan Weathers right now, where they call them up, 
the arm talent got him there, but he hadn't necessarily figured himself out completely. Like we saw earlier this year, just fastball and slider and the batters were hitting some ground balls. They're finding fielders gloves. His difference between his FIP and his ERA was massive early this year. And ever since the all-star break, it's been horrible. It's been really bad. And I still believe Ryan Weathers is going to be a good pitcher because you've seen the fastball life. You've seen the slider. You've seen the command at times. He's going to be good, but he he didn't completely find himself. And that could have happened to Mackenzie Gore. And then I think Padres fans would have really been losing themselves, but yeah, exactly. uh, they've been playing the patient game with Gore waiting until they thought he was ready. And unfortunately, um, Ryan Weathers is up here and he's just getting battered around, but the Potters don't have anything else right now. And it, it's showing and it's, it's not looking good. Oh, well, I don't know what to tell you. Potter fans keep the faith. Uh, if you're an elder person like myself, you've lived through rougher times. If you're young, you expect a lot from this franchise because you've experienced winning ways so far. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. Just keep the faith. There will be better days for this team. Um, I don't know, Dominic, you want to take us out of here? Yeah, sure. Potters, they're down 7-1 in the ninth, so I'm just going to assume that they're going to lose. I would love to be wrong, but that would put the Potters at 68 and 58, which puts them outside of a playoff spot. Potters got to turn around, but uh, they get a three-game series upcoming against the Los Angeles Dodgers when they come to town. Uh, still got to support the team. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the East Village Times podcast. Let us know uh, what you would like to hear us talk about in future episodes. James and I, we both agree that we'd like to get a more steady routine of podcasts coming in. We're both busy people, so uh, that can't always happen. But let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about, some guests that you'd like to hear us bring on to talk about the Padres, uh, Padres prospects, uh, Padres development and all that. But you can find us on Twitter. You can find James at EVT underscore J Clark. You can find me at DMster19. And you can find us at eastvillagetimes.com, reading daily farm reports, recaps, articles that not just about the Potters, but also about Aztecs and loyal. And you can find us on Twitter at EVT underscore news to not miss a single article when it gets posted. We thank you all for tuning into these Village Times podcast. Make sure to subscribe or follow us depending on your podcast platform. So you're able to listen to our next episode. Thank you and go Padres.